Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of My Coffee Please. I'm your girl Marlena. I'm back with Whoa. <laughs> Literally 10 seconds in. <laughs> okay, let's start over. Yeah, one job. <laughs> okay, so I have a small back. apartment. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I am back <laughs> with my bestie, Ali. We're supposed to have all three of us back on, but um, something happened with Vicky, and she just kind of disappeared on us, so here we are. <laughs> are you good? Wait, are, you're not going to start this over? <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, I guess we're really transparent today, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you good? You good over there? <laughs> I'm surviving. You're surviving, oh, yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just, I don't know. I'm like still exhausted from this weekend. And I'm like trying to, like I was sitting there texting you and I'm like, okay, if I need to get up because if not, I'm going to pass out and go to bed. And I'm trying to like be proactive. <laughs> but <laughs> it's not working out too well today. I'm just like, oh, let's just let's just make it through the day. But, yeah, yeah. So um, this weekend we celebrated my baby's birthday, and then um, it was a little impromptu type of situation. I felt like I was really nervous about everything going on. Um, I don't know if you got a chance to listen to the last little episode I put out. Yes, I listened to it this morning on my way to work, and I got teary eyed. Yeah, like. <sighs> I'm just like still trying to process everything and just I'm just glad that it's over with because I was really really stressed beforehand <laughs> and it's like now we're just kind of like going through the motions and things seem to be a little bit better and calmer and I can pro- finally like think and I kept thinking like the whole time driving home and like at the um hotel I was just like I need to thank people but I don't know how to thank people so I started like writing a message on Instagram but I was like this like I couldn't get my words to come out so then I thought maybe I'll just record a little video like a TikTok and then post it I'm like I need way more than three minutes (laughs) oh yeah well it's on you can record up to 10 now Oh, okay. Well, yeah. So (laughs) I was trying to figure out a way to like get my words across. I was just like, okay, let me just record a podcast and like a little small intro, like, I don't know, a little small thank you episode because I just It was perfect. (laughs) I think it was great. Yeah. So it was, yeah, it was, I don't know. I don't even know how to feel about it still. Like, I'm like just very excited for her. So it's just, it's just that. (laughs) Yeah. um, I guess for me, it's just kind of like, I feel like it's second nature with the parties and the party planning and the birthdays because I have a large family and I have a lot of nieces and nephews. Mm -hmm. So like it's a birthday almost every month. Right. And we're like, and like for us to do something, it's it's already twenty people. So just, just right there is already twenty people. So I'm like, I feel like it wasn't it wasn't a huge party, but I also have support. Like I have my sisters and my mom, and you know. So for you and coming out of town, you know, 
that was hard. I tried to see if I could, you know, do anything to help. And I kind of, at one point when you were doing the cake and stuff, I was mm-hmm. like, she's going to want pictures of this. So I got up and I was like, well, my first thing was, let me see if anybody can hold the baby while I get here so I can eat a little bit. <laughs> so I can eat a little bit. And then, you know, so everybody was holding the baby. And then I got to eat a little. And then I was like, all right, she's doing the cake. Let's go do some pictures because she's going to want pictures. And um, so I kind of stepped in. I don't know if that was too much. But no, actually, I, I appreciate like... <laughs> that because I have nothing, no pictures at all from anything that that night. So yeah, I really appreciate that. <laughs> I was like, let me take some pictures. And then I always cut the cake at my family's birthday party stuff so i kind of was like let me cut the cake i hope i didn't like ruin that for you no (laughs) i was like i'll cut the cake don't worry just sit down relax you know yeah yeah for sure it was just it's very hard too because um i don't know if you realize but like for me and just like how i was raised where if you're hosting a party you're always up and down Hey, yeah. do you guys need anything? Do you guys, you know, do you guys want something more? Are you guys missing something? Like, it's just, like, that's just how it works, right? That's how I was raised. That's what I remember seeing my parents do. It's like, you're always asking, hey, are you guys need anything? Do you Are you okay? Do you guys want yeah. food? Hosting. And Anthony, yeah. Anthony's very mm-hmm. chill. Like, he's kind of like, they're all right. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, yeah. no, I need you to, like, step in and, like, help and, so we mingle, yeah, like yeah. have that conversation afterwards, and like I get, he's very different, and like you know we were raised differently, of course, and he never really had parties or like hosted anything, um, and when he did, like people really wouldn't show up, so mm. it was just kind of like mm, that's probably something I should have talked to him of what my expectations were of him before the party. Um, <laughs> okay, but, maybe. Yeah, I agree. But, so I'm just like, okay, I get it. You know, we're different. We're not the same, and you know, we don't have. Not to say this. Not to say that we don't have the same values, but we just function differently. He's more like calm and like it's laid right. back. Yeah, he's like, the yin to your yang. You're like more active, upbeat. He's like more like, oh, they got it. Chill mode. <laughs> yeah for sure so that's that was something to like really think about like for future events and stuff just kind of you know keep that in the back burner that okay I need to vocalize what it is that I need from him because clearly he can't read my mind (laughs) yeah overall it was a good time I I really enjoyed just seeing everybody and like being around all of you guys I think it's been a long time since we've done something like that so yeah it has yeah i wish i just wish vicky was there like i was sad that she wasn't there i know even though like the kid her her kids were there and you know mom was there but i call vicky's mom mom sometimes mom was there it was i don't know it was like not the same yeah like it was missing and also everybody kept calling me vicky Really? Yeah, like um, Anthony's mom was like, hi, are you Vicky? And I was like, no, I'm Allie. And then she's like, okay, bye, Vicky. And I'm like, no, I'm Allie. 
<laughs> I mean, like we both have a fat ass, but I, other than that, we don't look alike like at all. <laughs> I was just like, no, not Vicky. <laughs> Maybe in the next 10 minutes, I'll turn into her, but right now I'm not. I still have to tell that to Vicky because we didn't get, we haven't got to go to our weekly gym sessions. Uh We've been, we've just been busy and stuff, but I still have to tell her like, hey, everybody thought I was you. So if I did anything (laughs) stupid, (laughs) it wasn't me, it was you. Yeah, I know. It's just, I don't know. I'm just kind of like the girls. I don't know if you heard, but like Kazaya, Libby, and um, Nayeli were sitting there talking about like making plans, having sleepovers, like if we're neighbors. Oh, really? Like, yeah, they're sitting there planning all kinds of stuff. I'm like, girl, we're two and a half hours away. I'm going to need you guys to get your life together. Yeah, but she enjoyed herself. Um, I think it was a pretty good like she was just very excited and very happy to be around people that she could hang out with and her little friends and stuff. So Your niece. Oh man, that was so cute. They were just like they were like little besties, like the pictures and the girl. I don't know. It was just so cute. I thought it was like really cute. Yeah, they they've had like a really um, on and off relationship when they were like, especially when I first brought Nayeli around because I was so close to my niece. So whenever we'd come to Fresno, my niece would hug me and she'd like want to lay with me and, and like spend time with me. Nayeli was not having it. She was so mad. <laughs> I was like, who the hell is this? And why is she all on you? Like, it was kind of rough in the beginning that they wouldn't play together. And then, like, after getting them used to each other for some time, they were, like, stuck together. So it's really cute to see that with them. Oh, I thought it was adorable. (laughs) Yeah. So on this episode, you guys, we wanted to kind of talk about just a couple of different things that have just been on our minds and... You know, we're just trying to adult to to the best of our ability (laughs) and parent to the best of our ability. And life isn't easy. And I say this all the time, like we all have our own struggles. We all have our own stories. We all have our own backgrounds, things that we deal with, triggers that we deal with. You know, we all have something and we're all dealing with something. And I know that um, one of the things that you really wanted to discuss was kind of like um, boundaries with people pleasing and um, things like that. And it's just kind of like, how do you set, like, how, how have you been able to set those boundaries or, or what do you do to try to set those boundaries with people? Um, is there anything specific that you do or? I think a lot of my, just like people pleasing stuff and, um, not having boundaries stems from like my childhood, like, you know, from a young age, just being able to read the room, like, okay, my dad's not in a good mood right now. Like I should probably stay out of the way or, you know, something's going on in the kitchen. Like I should probably not go over there. Like, Oh, this person looks upset. Like, should I do something to like make them happy? Like, so that from a young age is, it came to the point where if I'm not people pleasing, I'm not safe. Mm-hmm. So it, as an adult, you know, I would see like, okay, if I do stuff, if I'm, if I'm, nice to this person if I do stuff for these people then like 
I'm being good. I'm being a good person, right? But later on, it's like, at what extent? Like, I'm not being good to myself. Like, I'm hurting myself. Like, when somebody asks me to do something, like, you know, something simple, like, oh, can you work for me on a Friday night? And you're off that day, you know, and you're like, yes, because you feel guilty saying no. And then what about you? Like, you're not going to be able to have plans no more. You're not going to be able to rest. You're not going to be able to go out because you don't want to make that person upset. Yeah, it's like not being able to say no in a sense because you feel guilty for saying no. And I am struggling with that. And I had been struggling for a long time, like, especially with my siblings. I am very, I felt guilty a lot of the times. Like if I say, if I come over to visit my sister or whatever for the weekend and my sister's like, oh, can you watch the baby or can you watch the kids? I feel guilty saying no. One, because I'm not around them all the time. So of course I want to absorb as much time as I have with them. And then two, I don't want to make my nieces or my nephews like upset because I don't want to spend that time with them. And trying to create that boundary where like, for me, where it's like, it's okay to say no. (laughs) It's okay to put myself first and what I need to do first. Um, And I wasn't doing that in the beginning. I would always be like, sure, I'll watch them. Okay, that's fine. They can stay with me. I don't care. They can stay with me. And now it's like, no, I came because I have to take care of X, Y, and Z. I'll take care of X, Y, and Z, and then I'm free. So, you know, we can come up with a time to, like, I will stay with the kids, which is fine because I love spending time with them anyways. But it's, like, learning to set those boundaries and learning to be okay with saying no and knowing that saying no will sometimes make you miss out on certain things. But if it's, like, ultimately the best thing for your mental health or for you physically, like... Why not say no? I think mine came more with after I became a mom because I felt like, okay, if I'm saying yes, yes, yes all the time, okay, I'm screwing myself over. Who cares, right? But now I'm saying yes, 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 and I'm screwing my kid over? Hell no. Mm-hmm. That's when it, that's when it became a hell no. Yeah. You know, like, I'm like, no, I need to protect my kid and I need to make sure that he's safe. Like, if I don't want certain people around my kid or if I don't want certain people coming over to my house, like, I'm clear about it. Like, no, you're not allowed to come here unless you tell me you're coming here first or no, you're not al- allowed around my kid without me there. Like, those kind of things started happening. And mm-hmm. it just, like, came out. Like, it wasn't like a okay, I, I got to push myself to do it. It was just like a like a mama, like a rawr. Like, it just came out. Like, I was like, give a fuck what you think. Like, that, it just went towards that. Yeah, I think I, I experienced that a little bit, like, with my birth mom. Um, when she, like, came and we talked and she apologized for, you know, whatever. And we had that conversation of her, like, being wanting to like be a part of my life and wanting to like be around more and get to know the girls more and stuff like that um you know I set my boundaries as to what it is that I needed from her in order for her to really step up to the plate and say and do the things she said she was gonna do like for me it was very much like certain people that she's associated with were not allowed my kids around my kids at my home or anything like that and there's been certain times where she'll be like calling me or like She'll want to come out here with my siblings. And then she wants to know if said person can come and stay at my house. I'm just like, "Mm, no. (laughs) Yeah. Like I'm opening my doors to you and you only. This is not a, 
plus ones type of situation. So I think a lot of the times for me, like that also kind of goes with like the protecting your peace and protecting your kids. And I feel like, I'm not going to say she didn't protect me because I think she did the best she could, but I do feel like there was a lot of times where she could have done more and she could have said more and she could have stood up for us more. So for me, it's kind of like setting those boundaries and saying no to certain people around. It's me protecting my kids because I feel like I wasn't, I don't know how to describe it. I wasn't like, there was people around who were doing bad stuff and I wasn't protected essentially from them. I was just kind of like, anybody can come and go. Anybody can like be around. Anybody can, you know, be in our space. And there was really no boundaries with anybody because family is family. Yeah. Um, And that's a, that's not my mentality at all. Like family isn't like the end all be all type of situation. Like, or we're blood. So we have to do what we have to do because it's family or you have to be there because it's family. Like, I don't believe in that. I believe that the family, family is what you choose it to be or who you choose them to be. Um, so like I have a really close relationship with like you, Vicky and Myra. And for me, you guys are part of my family. And there's people again, who are blood that I just choose not to have that relationship with them. And that's like, my boundary for my own mental health for like keeping the peace in my home and in my space and sometimes the two just don't mix (laughs) you know the I understand where you're coming from like I have a lot of family and um even growing up like we have some family members that were not ever allowed to come inside our house you know, for it being the reason that maybe they were drinking all the time or maybe they were doing drugs all the time and they just, they're our family member. We love them. We care for them, but they don't come in the house. Mm-hmm. They stay outside or they talk to my mom and dad from outside. Um, and that being like, I feel like my parents did a pretty good job of keeping people away from us. But then there was other times when they're like, oh yeah, you know, so-and-so's like family and -and so-and-so can come around and like that I didn't like and that they weren't family, but they were like, oh, these people are like family. So um, to me, it's just like, I see it as, yes, they're your family or yes, they can be like your family, but that doesn't mean like, oh, you forgive anything they do or you're going to allow anything they do, you know? So um, that way I'm, I'm different than my mom and dad because- like, I feel like they didn't really have a good, like, community around them. Like, a good sense of discernment. Like, they would just be, like, befriend people. And they're, like, like it wasn't good people. Or it was, like, people that needed them. It was usually not, like, people that would help us. Mm-hmm. Like, like for some reason, my parents would always befriend, like, older adults. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, if it was them healing that wound of, like, leaving their parents behind. Yeah, it could be, but they would always um, be friend like older adults and just people that needed their help more than they could help us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. So I feel like, you know, I have a lot of close friends and family, but here in Fresno, it's just mostly like my sister, my brother-in-law, um, 
you know, Vicky, Amber, certain, certain people that are like really close because I don't really bring a lot of people around my family. Like mm-hmm. I don't really do that. It's, it just has to be like certain friends because I have a lot of friends. I mm-hmm. do, but only bring like certain people around like you, Vicky, Marlena, Marlena, Vicky, Amber. I haven't really brought anybody else around. Like I don't think Myra has ever came really came around my family that much. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Vicky's mom, because Vicky's mom and Vicky's dad, like they know my parents closely and stuff like that. But no, I'm just kind of, I don't know. I'm very selective. Like I'll be nice to everybody, but I'm just like not everybody's family and not everybody's yeah. a close friend, you know, like I don't know how to explain mm-hmm. that. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that makes sense. And it's like, uh, I think even like there's certain friendships that you have with people where you might talk to them regularly or you might hang out with them regularly, but it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, lives have to be blended, you know? So just because we talk all the time, it doesn't mean that, you know, you're at family functions or I'm at your family functions or, or so-and-so's family functions. Like I think the three, well, yeah, the three of us pretty much when we were younger, that's kind of where our relationship like it started from being yeah. young and going to each other's house you guys would come to my house i like really early in the morning yeah we'd <laughs> go out windy, like stuff at my window and being downstairs and stuff like that oh, so like <laughs> I we're trying to kidnap like, you yeah take you to the house party yeah so like <laughs> our relationship was really from when we were babies and like yeah. we didn't know any better we were just kind of out there trying to at grown when we really weren't <laughs> so yeah like that's where our friendship comes from and that's how like we were pretty like familiar with each other's parents because you guys would come to my house and I would go to your guys's house and we would go to Vicky's house and like mm-hmm. it was just very familiar so as an adult it's kind of one making friendships is hard as an adult I personally feel that maybe it's easier for you but like making those real like genuine relationships and friendships it's it's difficult like unless you work with somebody and you see them every single day and you grow that bond from there like meeting somebody on the street it's hard (laughs) to create that so it's just kind of like trying to figure out what works for us as adults for our families Mm -hmm. for our kids and I think we all want to do things most of us, I should say. I think most of us want to do better for our kids and want to just raise them differently and, you know, show them. Not, not to say that our parents weren't doing their best or they weren't showing us the right things, but I just feel like now in times it's very different. Like, I don't feel like they knew all the stuff that we know just because of like social media and the stuff you hear in the news and stuff like that it's like very different from when we were kids it was more trusting it was more like eh, it's okay their friends their family like that type of situation oh <laughs> definitely you know yeah. like you said I feel um on your last podcast like you know you're always trying to read on things and you know look things up and just how to be just better for your kids and I think that that's super important like you know there's so much media so many books so many podcasts YouTube that you you have to just be like 
in a lockbox to not know anything or learn anything for your kids, you know, just to give them a better future than what you had and than what your parents had. And yeah, and that's very important. And I think that there is people who, instead of like learning from our parents' mistakes or learning from the situations that they've experienced, they kind of just relive the cycle. And yeah. that's very unfortunate. And I feel like I don't want to be like that. I don't. And I'm not, that's not to say I'm like the perfect parent or the perfect whatever, because I make a lot of mistakes with my kids. And I, but I try to be as open and like honest and like really talk to them and be like, okay, look, I'm feeling like this. I'm going through this. And this is why I'm reacting this way. Like, I don't recall my parents ever telling me why they were yelling at me. <laughs> I never yeah. recall them ever telling me why, you know, they were arguing about whatever they were arguing. Like, it was just very much like, you're the child. You're going to do what I'm telling to you telling you to do because you're the child i'm the parent you're the baby right. you're the little one i'm the older you i'm older than you i know more than you i'm experienced more than you and that's just kind of what it was it was never like a conversation of hey this is going on this is what's happening this is where we're at and yeah. i want that for my kids i want them to know what's going on i want them to of course keeping it you know as age appropriate as possible I want them to know what's happening, what is going on, whether it's just with me and Anthony or it's like me and them, because, you know, especially with my oldest, it's hard trying to get her to like understand why she can't be outside in her crop top and some short shorts. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like I try like to really tell her, I'm telling you this, not because I want you, I want to stop you from having fun or I'm trying to stop you from like living the life you want to live. It's never about that. It's more about like trying to keep you safe, trying to protect you, trying to let you know the reality of what it's really like. Like there's some disgusting people out there. Yeah. (laughs) It's like our job to protect you. And now that's all I want to do is protect you. And you know, (sighs) parenting. That's so funny that you say that. I mean, maybe them doing that to you is like coming from a like a like how you and Vicky say that word overstimulated. Mm-hmm. Like maybe it comes from them being overstimulated, or you know. But yeah, I can't ever remember a time when my mom and dad were like, "Look, we need to talk about this." But I, ever since my son was born, Milo, he's only. He's going to be 18 months in a few days here. But ever since he was born, like, I would always tell him stuff. Like, I'm like, he's like a freaking three-month-old newborn, right? And I'm like, Milo, like, we need to have a conversation. Like, so-and-so is going to come over, and I don't want you screaming and crying the whole time. Like, you need to be a good baby. (laughs) I would say stupid stuff like that. Or, like, now... (laughs) Right now, he's going through a phase where he, like, wants to bite people. And he, like, we went. This, this two weeks, two weekends ago, we went to Sacramento. And um, we went to a festival, the Holo Holo Fest, which is, like, island reggae music um, with Marlena and Anthony and then Sean, my partner. And then once the festival was done on that Monday, we went to visit my mom's cousin. 
she's my first cousin. And, you know, we had a day with her. She made food for us. We spent time. We're getting ready to say goodbye. And she goes over and hugs my my husband, Sean. She hugs him. And Sean's holding Milo. And for some reason, it looked like Milo was giving her a hug. <laughs> and then I hear this loud, high-pitched scream. And I'm like, what's happening? And Milo bit my cousin on the face. And I'm like, oh, my God, what is happening, right? And then he's continuing to do this behavior. And so I'm, like, talking to him. I'm like, hey, like, listen, you can't be biting people. Like, this is not okay. Stop doing this, you know? So we're talking in the car. And then he's, like, 18 months. And then we go, uh, obviously, these talks are not helping because the next weekend we go to Marlena's daughter's birthday party. And what does Milo do? Well, the girls, Libby and, you know, Kaziah and um, Nayeli were trying to, quote unquote, take care of him, right? So they were like watching him and not letting him go around the tables and stuff. And then at one point he bit the birthday girl. (laughs) And that's where they fucked around and found out that he was unstoppable. (laughs) And he was not going to take no for an answer. I think he gets that from me. (laughs) I think he gets that from me. Well, anyways, after that, he was put in the high chair to be fed and no longer allowed to roam around. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, he's going through a biting phase. And so we're going to continue to have talks about why he shouldn't do that. But, you know, it's going to turn into disciplinary actions pretty soon here because (laughs) he's biting everyone. Yeah, I know that's just it's so interesting to see like how that just came out of nowhere. And it's just like not stopping. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm I have my hand full over here. I have both my hands full over here. He's he's huge. He's wearing size 3 years old on tops and bottoms. And like I said, he's 18 months. I know. And I was trying to hold him. I was like, wait a minute. You didn't feel this big last time. He, ma'am. <laughs> it's like so long. Ma'am. He was your whole half of your body. I ma'am. know. I have pictures to prove this. Yeah, so I'm just <laughs> like, oh my goodness. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to carry him much longer. Yeah, I know. He's going to carry you. He's like, mom, get well, <laughs> I don't know. Something's got to give. <laughs> but I don't know. It just makes me happy, but it makes me want to cry at the same time. Yeah, but this is happening. It's going by so fast. That's yes. for sure. Oh my god! And then I was also thinking, like that whole being overstimulated thing. It's kind of like overthinking, and like I don't know. For me, like being in in quiet, it like really calms me. And it, like, helps me just kind of regain my, I don't know, my peace. <laughs> and, like, I was seeing this thing that um I had seen on, I don't remember if it was, like, Facebook or Instagram or whatever. But it was just kind of, like, saying that, um like, the whys you might overthink. And, like, when I see stuff like that online, it kind of, like, throws me, like, it, it just makes me think of stuff so differently I know, like, once there was a thing that said something like, you're not, I don't remember what it said, something like, maybe you're not an 
introvert. Maybe it's, maybe you're introverted because of stuff you've experienced in the past or something like that. So I, I don't know. It's just like certain little quotes that come out. And then I just think about it. I'm like, what the hell? Like, I like being around people, but I don't like being around people. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It's just kind of weird. But I had seen this one thing that said, um, maybe you overthink so much because, and then it has like different um, little notes. And it says, one, um, you didn't grow up in a safe environment. Two, you took on adult duties way too early in life. Three, you get hurt no matter how hard you try. Four, you were harshly judged for making mistakes. Um, and then the other one is you had to figure out everything on your own. And like when I read it, I was just thinking back like on my childhood. Have you seen that shadow book going around? TikTok? Yes, I have. I'm like, <laughs> is this good? Is this not good? Is this of is this of God or is this not of God? Like, what is this, you know? Yeah, so I've been seeing a lot of it too. And I haven't, like, I see the price and I'm just like, uh-huh. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't know if I want to do that yet. So I've How just been watching it? this. I, well, I've seen some that were like $50. And then right. um, I think the least expensive one I've seen so far was like 30 bucks. Um, but yeah, so I was just thinking the about like shadow journal. Yeah, something like that. Hmm. Ask your I, therapist about it first. I know how I should. <laughs> See you next Wednesday. Be like, how do you feel about shadow work? Yeah. So like I mean, what does this mean? <laughs> I've looked it up a little bit and I know that like at first people were saying that it's like evil and stuff like that but once I've like looked into it more it's more like digging into like your past and your childhood and what you've experienced and stuff like that so it, it looks a little bit like something I would want to try but I think I am going to talk to my therapist first but when I was reading this it just kind of made me think of like stuff that I've experienced as a child right like right. M- my dad was very my dad is a would cuss a lot clearly that's where I get it from (laughs) like he would do something and like he would yell and he'd be like how you that's so stupid why would you do something so stupid and like in my head I'd be like he's calling me stupid like you know Mm -hmm. that's exactly what he was doing yeah in my child brain that's what he was saying and like he would say things and like indirectly like that and then I remember like if I would make a mistake it was like he would go off he would yell he would cuss he would mind you he was an alcoholic at that time so he that was just the way he would respond or like that's just the way he was right that means really stupid dumb things by anyone who's not speaking spanish right over here (laughs) (laughs) yeah so and then like the whole um like you took on a, a lot of adult duties way too early in your life and then i like thinking back to like my childhood i do remember having to do a lot of stuff like taking care of my brother you know making sure the house was clean, making sure that things were done, making sure, like, stuff like that. Like, a lot of adult responsibilities. 
Um, and it's just kind of like, it just makes me think of like, what can I do different for my kids? Like, I don't want them to grow up and like, because I'm very bad when it comes to like overthinking. Like, I will fucking go into this hole and be like, this is going to happen. Then this is going to happen. Then this is going to happen. And it's not healthy. So I want to like protect my kids from that because just thinking of like everything I've experienced and things that have led me to where I'm at and the way that I am, the way that I process things, the way that I think of stuff, like the way that I go to like the worst case scenario first, like is not good. (laughs) So just trying to like parent better and not give them the same trauma, (laughs) like not let that roll on to them it's not easy because I, I'm like trying to heal myself and still be like a good parent and still like be there for them and be understanding and talk and have conversations and I'm trying to do all this while I'm still trying to heal if that makes sense it totally makes sense I um I can look back on my childhood and I can pretty much tell you that by the age of 10, I was no longer a child. I had to grow up really quickly. Um, By the age of 10, I was no longer a child. Um, My sister is five years older than me. So at 10, she was 15. Um, At 13, she was 18 and she was out of the house. So my parents relied a lot. They relied so much on my older sister. You know, if I think I had it bad, you know, she really had it bad. So by the age of 13, I was driving um, because my mom didn't know how to drive. And my dad wasn't going to take her to the store. So I mustered up the courage and was like, I want to drive. So my my dad didn't want to show me how to drive because he didn't want to lose his patience and he had already lost his patience with my sister teaching her to how to drive. He was like so hard on her. And so my godfather taught me how to drive and um, I would, I would grab the van and I would take my mom to the store. And that's how I started taking the van to work to school. (laughs) And, you know, I just was like, that's it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a non, no longer kid. You know? Yeah. And and I think, like, I don't want to ever sit here and, like, my podcast is never to, like, bash other people, bash other parents, or bash, you know, the way we were raised or anything like that. Because I feel that our parents were genuinely doing the best they could. It might not be what we wanted, but it was, like, their best. And I feel like they tried the only way they could, um, at least from my experience, like my parents are not perfect. And, you know, they, they did a lot of shit they shouldn't have done. They did a lot of things to us they shouldn't have done. And I want my kids to be kids as long as possible. I don't, I don't want them to grow up too fast. I don't want them to like not be able to experience and like, their childhood because it's going to go away in the blink of an eye. Like they're already like Natalie's already going to be 13 next year. So it's like, we're knocking on the teenage years and I just want her to like 
have to love herself to like know that it's okay to make mistakes to know that it's okay to be human and not have all the answers it's okay to like feel different things it's okay to be mad it's okay to be angry it's okay to like have these feelings and not feel like she's gonna be judged for them at least not in our house and I try really hard to remind them like hey you're a kid you need to stay in a kid's place you need to like go play and stuff and comparing her to other 12 year olds that I've been around my daughter is like super still a little girl like she'll still play with dolls she'll still like color she'll still like spend time with her sister and like play toys and stuff like that and I'm like terrified for the year she'll ask me for no more dolls (laughs) I'm like no (laughs) I'm like scared of that because it's like I know it's gonna happen I know she's getting older and I know she's already like testing boundaries and trying to make new friends and figuring out how to stand up for herself and her friends and like her body's changing and I'm just like lord help me (laughs) yeah it's not easy and I just want her to know like you know it's okay we're gonna be okay we're gonna survive (laughs) and it's, it's very hard when she has another party like telling her like pretty much she's the parent at the other place and it's like take care of your sister it's pretty much like my what I was being told take care of your brother um help in the kitchen you know be an adult like she was teaching her sister how to ride a bike the other day while she was over there because the other person couldn't do it and it's just like she's always taking on the parent role when she's away that I just don't want her to get too comfortable with it because she's only 12 like it's hard. Yeah, you're you're kind of like telling her like, hey, while you're here, like, let me take over. You can take a break. Like, you're not, you don't have to be watching out for your sister all the time. You know, like, I think she. it's kind of hard for them because it sounds like it's like day and night. You know, you have a totally different, you and Anthony have a totally different parenting style than when she's with her biological mom. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, imagine you're overthinking. Imagine her overthinking. Yeah. So I trying to like get her to use her words and trying to get her like she's been in therapy too for about I want to say like three years or so, more or less about three years, and she's come a long way where she's able to like advocate for herself and she's able to like speak up for herself at certain times and and say what she needs to say and even though she's being told all the time like to stop talking to stop saying stuff to stop um talking because it's considered talking back mm-hmm. her expressing what it is she's feeling it's called it's considered talking back so even though she's consistently being told that like we're trying to teach her like okay you can still say what you need to say just make sure you're always respectful yeah. Make sure you're always, you know, respectful first and then say what you need to say. And always try to, like, remind her, like, even with us, 
or with Anthony, like even with your dad, if you feel like your dad's not doing something fairly, like use your voice, your voice matters. Your voice is important. Like, and I tell that even to Nayeli, like your guys' voice is important. Your guys' voice matters. You guys need to like speak up for yourself. I can't read your mind. I don't know what's going on in your head unless you tell me, unless you speak up and say what needs to happen. And hope I'm hoping that with us continuing to keep that trend with her and like talking to her about it and pushing her to be better and pushing her to like giving her that reassurance of like, okay, it's okay to say what you need to say. It's okay to say what you're feeling. It's okay to be upset with us. I'm hoping that that'll teach her to be okay with the reactions from somebody else. And to yeah. be okay with like, you know, saying what she needs to say and saying how she feels with somebody else. But it's a process. We're working on it. I mean, that's already better than us because they're what, eight and 12. And, you know, those are things that we didn't learn until, like I'm telling you now, now that I'm a mom, I'm starting to keep my boundaries and say no. And that's, I didn't learn that until what, 32 years old? So mm-hmm. she's, you know, by the time those little girls are 30 years old, like they're going to be super women because they were told your voice matters, you're loved, you're safe. If you feel uncomfortable, speak up. If you don't want to do something, say no. Like we weren't taught that, you know, we were taught children to be seen, not heard, you know, be quiet. Don't say no. Go up there and hug your auntie so-and-so. Go up there and kiss your so-and-so. Go sit on their lap, even if you didn't want to do it. Yeah. And you, you weren't, you weren't in, control of your own actions you weren't control of your own body you you had to say yes or so and so was going to be upset you know so i mean like i said on the last one you know i'm just big ups to you and vicky because you guys are raising the next generation of women and that's our future the future you know mm-hmm. yeah for sure and and I try to also like relate and like share my experiences with her and like, you know, let her know because I I feel like for me growing up, I didn't really have, I don't know if you ever did, but really have like any type of conversations with my mom. Like never really talked about what I was feeling. Um, Never. I I remember one time I told my mom like, I remember I was crying to her and I was telling her mom, I felt depressed and I must've been like maybe 12, 11 years old. And she just looked at me and she kind of like laughed and she's like, you have everything you need. Why would you be depressed? And I was just like, okay. (laughs) Like I just turned around and walked away. And, And after that, I never said anything else again. And it was just kind of like, wow, (laughs) like you're supposed to protect me and help me if I'm feeling this way, but I don't care. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I had moments like that too. I think mine's, I never, it wasn't from my mom. I think it was more from my dad. When I felt like, because as a teenager, you know, you're going to feel depressed because of the hormones which is, mm-hmm. I know that now, um, but he would laugh and be like, 
go clean something or like go do something like why are you right here saying that you're depressed like basically like saying you don't fucking know what depression is because i didn't you know but um either way it wasn't to be ridiculed or to be mocked because as a young adult as a teenager you know you're looking for that reassurance like hey everything's gonna be okay like if you don't if you feel sad like do this or you know let's go for a walk or don't think about that you know it was more like oh you're dumb or why are you saying that or you know like it just made you feel it made your inner child wound like you're what you're saying doesn't is meaningless what you're saying is not important like shut up you know yeah yeah for sure for sure and and like thinking back on that like i try to like think about my like going through therapy and stuff i try to really think about like stuff that triggered my reactions you know as a younger adult and like stuff like that thinking to like relationships it's kind of like when i first started dating i would just kind of i would never say what i felt because it was just kind of like that part of being told what i felt really wasn't valid (laughs) so I just kind of took whatever I could get from people and I was walked all over and I was like put into situations I didn't want to be in but because I was never taught to like be okay with saying no and be okay with like setting those boundaries and being okay with like advocating for myself I allowed a lot of things to like happen that shouldn't have happened. And I don't ever want my kids to go through that. And I never want them to feel like they're not enough or like they have to settle for whatever it is that they're experiencing. And right now with the girls where I kind of see it, some of what they have experienced is kind of like showing in school like for Natalie, she had an incident where she hangs out with a lot of boys. Um, the girls really don't talk to her. And I get it. I had a lot of guy friends, too, in middle school. It's fine. Um, girls are mean. Yeah. Girls are yeah. mean. Pero también, the boys it doesn't change as you either. become an adult either. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, that's, and I completely understand that. And it's like even that, like boys aren't that nice either and I like there was an incident where that happened where she was talking to somebody she was texting one of her friends um and they're just talking to her all stupid and it pissed me off and then I showed Anthony and it pissed him off and we're just like what the like why are you allowing them to talk to you like that so we had to have like a really deep conversation like no you need to respect yourself first before you know anybody else will and if you don't respect yourself first the people are going to do and say to you whatever the hell they want to and you cannot allow that to happen and you know she did tell us that she is like trying to stand up for herself and she is trying to like um you know speak her mind and stuff like that which I, I get it you know you're in middle school it's kind of hard to like stand up for yourself without feeling like people are going to just pick on you because kids are shitty <laughs> Mm-hmm. kids are not the best so you know I get it I understand and 
that that first reaction of course was anger because we were like why the hell is this little piece of shit talking to you like that and then anthony was just like i'll pull up to the school i don't care but we're like after like talking to her and she's telling us like no but i am trying to stand up to them and i am trying to like talk to them and tell them not to talk to me certain ways and stuff like that so we just kind of have to take a step back and be like okay she needs to also figure this out on her own like we can't just run in and save her every single time because you know it can make things worse or whatever so just trying to teach her you know to value herself and to remember she matters and stuff like that and little by little I think you know she'll be able to get to that place but I do feel like a lot of that comes from a lot of negativity she experienced like in her very young young years younger years um you know not being told she was worthy or not being appreciated or not being you know all that stuff that we experienced she got like a really big dose of it um her more than Nayeli since she was around them more yeah um so it's not easy but we're we're working on it and it's hard and you know kids are trash sometimes (laughs) well just um well I don't first of all I didn't have a cell phone until I was in high school so I don't really agree with the kids having the phones that young um like my nieces and nephews started getting them, I think when they're ten, which is mm-hmm. they need them because they need, you know, their mom's gonna pick them up, whatever, and this and that. But um, that too is like, you know, as a young adult seeking love in all the wrong places. Mm-hmm. You know, my relation, my first relationship that I had, um, was not a good relationship was an abusive relationship, was a codependent relationship, was something that probably should have never happened if I would have had um, a good relationship with my dad, if I would have been told I was important, if I would have been told I mattered, if I would have been made to feel like um, letting somebody do whatever they want to you is not okay. You know, which is what you guys are doing with her and telling her like, hey, that's not love. That's not like that's not even friendship, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, because I just was so starved for affection and that I just went with the first person that was like, you're beautiful. I love you. I want to be with you. And, you know, at one point I was like, I just got with him because he liked me. You know, it wasn't so much that I liked him so much and that I loved him and this and that, but it was because he liked me. And I was like, oh, somebody likes me. Somebody mm-hmm. wants to be with me. You know, somebody wants to be my boyfriend. Like, yeah. it, it was just one of those things that that I wish I was stronger. Like, I wish I would have been stronger. And then being in that relationship, I wished... Uh, I guess we'll leave this for a different podcast, but, like, I just wish that I hadn't spent so much time in it mm-hmm. yep i completely understand that <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I, I mean i know it's raising kids is not freaking easy at all like i honestly thinking back to like before like when i was younger i always said i wanted two kids right and then when i started having the fertility issues i was like damn like I should have wished for like six kids at one point um Mm -hmm. I was like if I could I would have six 
fucking kids just to have them all and you know have my own family and stuff like that and then i went through my loss and then the girls came into my life and it's just like this is not where or how i pictured my life (laughs) when i was younger wishing for two kids and it's just like i just don't want them to ever question their worth because i feel like i i did that a lot like I settled a lot. I, like you said, took a lot of shit that I shouldn't have taken because me están haciendo ojitos. <laughs> you know, like, oh, he's paying attention to me or, oh, like, you know, somebody's acknowledging me and, and like, I didn't really have a lot of self-worth or a lot of, like, self-love <laughs> at that. It was just more of like, so this is what a relationship was, or this is how it's supposed to be. Is this how it's supposed to be? I didn't even right. have a healthy relationship to look up to because yeah. n- nobody I knew, like everybody I knew in a relationship had issues. Everybody was would argue and fight and just kind of sweep it under the rug. Um, you know, like older cousins and being that I'm the oldest, I really didn't have like an older sister or older brother to kind of like see how they did their relationships or to learn from them. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of trying to figure it out on our own and trying to figure out what this bitch, she would fucking text me right now. Vicky, <laughs> sorry, I knocked out this whore. <laughs> I feel like she was going to say something like that. <laughs> She's good. <laughs> but right. yeah, so I never really, okay. um, you know, <laughs> she asked me, did you guys record? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I hope she I hope she listens to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you know, just trying to find um our self-worth and stuff. And and I do think like that's something that we really should talk about on the next episode. That that hoochie better be on. <laughs> because I think it's it's important. And I feel like not only now as a parent, but like trying to raise our daughters but I also want to surround myself with like people and bring people into their lives so that they can have other people to look up to like I always tell them like things aren't perfect even with me and Anthony like sometimes we'll argue and then but we've always had the relationship that where we'll argue and then we'll start laughing at the end of the argument so it's a stupid ass argument over nothing like and I always try to explain to them like look arguing is not okay like you know there's better way to communicate and we're learning we're trying to learn we're trying to like work past our issues and we're trying to communicate better because it's not something that you just know how to do you don't just know how to communicate you don't know how to like speak up for yourself you don't know how to like tell people what it is you're feeling or or what it is that you need and at least for me, I never knew that as a child. I never knew that as a teenager, even as a as a young adult. Like, I feel like in the last, after, like during my divorce separation process, to like now, I'm a hundred percent comfortable with telling Anthony to fuck off. I am a hundred percent comfortable with like telling him what it is I need and what it is I don't want, and I'm very aware that nothing lasts forever. Like, you know, especially with all the losses I've had recently, nothing is set in stone. Nothing lasts forever. Anybody can be gone in the next day. And it's like, I'm not, I'm trying because it's not easy. It doesn't happen overnight, but I am definitely trying to like 
set those boundaries and to to say and vocalize what I want and what I need from my relationship and vocalize what it is that is going to make me feel better about our relationship and the mm, how can I put it the um, trust the you know conversations all that stuff it all I am like learning to put myself first in a sense like si no me gusta no me gusta and that's that like if I don't like it I don't like it and I'm not here to please anybody and I'm not here to make Anthony's life easier I'm not here to anybody's life easier I'm here to like simply try to live the best life I can to continue to grow my self-love to continue to you know work on me first in order so I can be a better mom, be a better partner, be a better friend. And it's not easy, but a big step I do take is trying to like vocalize and set boundaries. So, yeah. That's definitely um, something to strive for as, you know, um, a woman, as a mother, as a young adult. Um, Just, you know, that's the main thing that I've been saying, like, hey, boundaries hey that doesn't mean you know you build your walls and you keep everybody out that means like you said if you don't like something you speak up about it hey you know what that wasn't cool doesn't mean i don't love you doesn't mean you're not my family member doesn't mean you're not my sister just i don't feel comfortable with you doing that you know Mm -hmm. for sure it's just setting being okay to have those conversations too and it's not easy. Even as adults, I, I struggle with that too. I'm like, uh, I don't really want to push those buttons, but those buttons need to be pushed. So, well, mines were pushed and you were okay pushing mine, you know? So you got to yeah. be okay getting this feedback. That's what you got to tell them, yeah. you know? And there's, yeah. there's like a quote that I had saw on Instagram, like no amount of explaining will get certain people to respect your boundaries if they're committed to dishonoring them. No one it's time to walk away. Some people need to be shown through actions that you're serious about your needs. Because when you're setting your boundaries is what you're saying your needs are. Hey, this is what I need. I need you to not do this. I need you to do this. You know, moving forward. Um, I just want to say that I don't feel comfortable with that. You know, it's not something that should be taboo. I feel that it was really taboo with our parents and especially like with my mom growing up, like, I don't feel that she was ever allowed to have a boundary on anything. Um, You know, like you said, you're not here to make Anthony's life easier. You're not here to like, that's all my mom's life was. My mom's life was to make my dad's life easier, to do for my dad, to serve my dad, to take care of us, to, to make everybody else's life easier and fuck her. Right. You know, like that's what, that's what it was. And move. I'm trying to be the generation that like breaks that, moves away from that. Like, yes, I do love my partner. Yes, I do love my kids and stuff. But he knows, like, when I need rest, when I need something, like, I'm like, hey, I need this, you know. I mm-hmm. or you know what, I'm gonna go. I t- I need to take time to do this. Like, can you watch the baby? Or you know, like, I need to go to the gym or whatever it is, you know. I need time to go do laundry for both of us. Like, can you watch baby or whatever? Like he knows that I'm going to be like looking for him to be there for me. 
Mm-hmm. You know, which is something that I didn't see growing up. I didn't see that in my um in my parents' relationship. Um, it was always my dad, give me, give me, give me, feed me, show me, help me. And it, he, it was never the other way for her, for my mom. So, you know, I, I talked to Sean about that early on in our relationship. Like, hey, I'm going to need you to help me. Like, I didn't make this kid on my own. Like, you're going to need to be, do, be doing this. You're going to need to do that for me. And I'm going to be here for you and I'm going to do for you. But I need you to reciprocate that. Otherwise, it's not a relationship. It's one-sided. Right, exactly. And I think a lot of the times we we kind of grew up with the mentality of, like, we have to take care of the household and shut up and look pretty. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's your job is just to, like, make sure your partner is fed, make sure this, make sure that, and... Like with me in my marriage, I sacrificed a lot of relationships. I think for a time, me and you had even stopped talking. And it was because of him, because of the way he would react. And even with my family, like I stopped going to my mom's house. I stopped going and hanging out with my sister because he always had an issue with something. And I sacrificed a lot. And it's just like at the end of the day, I am where did we end up in the same fucking place that I was trying to avoid? So now I'm just like, especially when I got back with Anthony, I was like, you know what? I know you have a lot of shit going on, but so do I. And your shit is not going to be more important than mine. And I'm not going to sit here and just let you do whatever it is you need to do. And if you're not okay with that, that's fine. If you're not okay with like the boundaries I've set in our relationship, that's fine. We don't need to be together. Like we've always been friends. We can stay friends. Um, But if you want to pursue something more, then you need to know where I'm at, what I'm feeling, what I'm thinking. And if you're at any point in time, you feel like this isn't it, then you just need to vocalize that with me because I'm not, I'm okay. Like, yeah, of course, you know, Anthony was my first love. He'll, I'll always love him. I don't think I'll ever not love him, to be completely honest, but I've survived without him. So surviving without him, I can do. And I always tell him that, like, I don't, love isn't enough. Like, I, I, even if I'm, like, madly in love with him, that's not enough for me. And I need more than that. I need the respect. I need you to support me. I need you to understand, like, when I'm fucking throwing a fit, like, understand there's reasons behind that. I'm not just being a bitch to be a bitch. And, yeah, that's just, I, I just feel like that's just... It all kind of goes back around with like, no, trying to like set those boundaries and no longer people pleasing and being okay with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I support that 100%. I feel like the relationship that you have with yourself sets the tone for all others. Um, You know, because I've heard you say that a lot like, oh, no relationship is perfect um, because it's a relationship with different people. It might not be a romantic relationship. You know, it could be a friendship. It could be a, um, you know, a coworker friendship, a, you know, your spouse, but yeah, like you have to respect yourself and you have to um, get to the point where you know who you are. Like, you know what you're going to put up with and what you're not going to put up with, you know? And I think that for you, um, 
this time around with Anthony, like you really just set down your boundaries and you were like, this is what I want. And if you're not willing to be a part of that, then that's fine. And I think that he was kind of like, wow, she's serious, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like, yeah, for sure. And, and I think that's, and then also like for me, them being like when I was married, I just kind of did for my ex-husband and I would get so pissed off at him. And then, but I would never like vocalize what it is that I needed or like why I was mad. I would just be like internalizing it. Yeah. Like it just kind of, and it got to the point where I just didn't even care to explain myself to him anymore. Cause I just felt like I had that mentality. Like you're my husband you should fucking know me. Like, you should know what it is I'm feeling. You should know what I'm going through. You should know. Like, that was my mentality. Oh, you no, should know. they don't and that's fucking know. Fucking... Yeah, they don't. <laughs> they don't. Clearly, they don't. So, like, now I'm just kind of like, with Anthony, like, yeah, I did set all those boundaries. And at the same time, I also told him, like, I'm telling you now how I'm feeling about this situation. If you don't feel like resolving this situation that is on the outside of us, I cannot guarantee what my actions are going to be. I cannot guarantee where our future is going to go because if these situations are not being handled the way I would like them to be handled and I'm not being protected by you, then we got a problem. Right. Because I'm not going to sacrifice anymore. I feel like I've sacrificed a lot when it comes to my ex-husband that this time around, I'm not doing it. I love, I love Anthony. I love my kids. I would go to the ends of the earth for them, but I low key love myself a little bit more. <laughs> so that's a hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, that's just kind of where I'm at with everything. And, so far he's kind of understands where I'm going and what it is that I'm feeling and stuff like that. So, I mean, we've been doing this for almost five years now, so something's, something's sticking in there. Oh my God. Is your anniversary coming up? Uh, we just passed it. It will not just, it was back in May. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. So so it's just. Congratulations on not killing each other. All right. I always say that when I meet like old couples that are like, we've been together for 70 years. And I'm like, well, congratulations on not killing each other. <laughs> and they start laughing because I don't know what memory comes up in their head, but they're like, yeah, I remember that one time I almost killed them or whatever. <laughs> and they both like chuckle and laugh. And I'm like, mm, they must have some history. Yeah, <laughs> we all. Hopefully, we all can get to that that age, and just kind of hopefully Chuckle. things work out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Hopefully, everything works out the way it should, and you know, God first, everything will fall into place eventually. True, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, that was a lot. <laughs> yeah. That was um, a very, very intense uh, boundary session. <laughs> That's um, right. Yeah. So I think it's it's important that we teach our children those boundaries. And I think it's important that we communicate those boundaries, even within our friendships, um, our relationships, you know, with our parents, with 
like you said, coworkers. We just need to learn to be okay with having those conversations and not feel bad for having those conversations. Um, I think we all just need to speak up more and be okay with that and not take it too personal. Right. Because I feel like that's a big thing that people break up friendships and break up, you know, partnerships or whatever because they can't handle just having a simple conversation. We're all different. We're all human beings. We're all experienced different. We're not the same. So we'll figure it out. But I hope that uh, we can inspire you out there to have boundaries for yourself and for your loved ones and know that it's okay to say no and know that it's okay to, you know, um, not always be okay with other people walking all over you not a doormat exactly (laughs) i always i always try to remind people too that you know we are worthy you know we matter um our experiences matter Uh, what we're going through matters and we're we're human we're gonna experience things we're gonna have good days we're gonna have bad days and that's just life and it's okay to, to be human. It's okay to experience those things. It's okay. You know, what it is, whatever it is that you're feeling and you're going through, there's a reason why you're feeling that. And your feelings are valid. As long as you're respecting those around you and you're not trying to burn somebody's house down, you know, <laughs> your feelings are valid. Right. Lisa, and- <laughs> left eye. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. Don't forget you're worthy. Don't forget your voice matters. Speak up. Say what you're feeling. Say what you're going, like, what your heart needs to Say with your chest. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah. All right, you guys. Well, hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, We will be back since Miss Victoria decided to finally text heck late, but we'll have to do another episode where she'll get to join us and maybe we can talk a little bit about past relationships and how we're um, doing it different this time around and how we're learning to like protect ourselves and love the correct way, be loved the correct way. Um, But yeah, so I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We will be back with another one very, very soon. Um, And if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, always feel free to leave them in the email at morecoffeepleasepodcast at gmail.com. You guys are always more than welcome to follow the More Coffee Please podcast um, Instagram and TikTok page. And then Alicia's, you do Instagram, right? Yes, I have an Instagram. I have a TikTok, but I can't remember what the handle is. I know, last time I asked you guys to send me those links and nobody sent them to me. Oh, I thought you were like, we're going to post the links. And I was like, oh, she must know my links. <laughs> yeah, well, send me a link this time and then I'll go ahead and add it in the show notes. Um, but yeah, we will definitely be back with more um, best tea for our podcast. And we'll be back with the real Vicky. <laughs> Um, yeah thank you guys so much for your support for your love and for always you know being in our corner and listening to a lot of our conversations because 
I got a really good response from our last bestie episode. So I'm excited. <laughs> um, did you have any last minute things you needed to add before we jump off? That's it. Alrighty, you guys. We'll talk to you guys in the next one. Bye. Bye.